If you're listening to this, you know you're getting advice from us. That's your cross to bear. Okay. We're giving you <laughs> advice because you're listening to our podcast. But we're never going to be like cutting into somebody else's video or podcast and giving them unsolicited help, advice, even if it's well-meaning. This is a general rule for the internet. If they didn't ask for your opinion, don't give it to them. What a world. What a time. Don't be an asshole. Okay. Don't be an asshole. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. Cute. That's cute. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hi, Los Angeles. I just finished listening to the episode where you spoke about Tres Luce and RSLA Beauty. I think there are similarities between the brands that are a little bit too close for comfort, especially the stickers, the bags. But I also do believe that the brands seem to be pretty different, just in overall imagery. And Becky G is definitely the differentiating point for Tres Luce, while RSLE is really focused on celebrating Mexican heritage. I think that there is definitely space for both of them. As a Mexican-American myself, who was born and raised in L.A. County my whole life, with a grandmother that immigrated from Jalisco, Mexico, I can't help but feel connected to this story. I just wish that these two brands can reconcile and keep differentiating themselves from each other, because as a Latinx person, I really wish there was more representation for us. Thank you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. New hair, who dis? Both of us. I know. Is there something in the water or there was a full moon and we both were like, let's change it up a bit. New moon. A new moon. Oh, new moon. You're right. That's what it was. It was a new moon in Leo. Let's talk about what we did. What'd you do? I took in a photo of Eddie Munson from Stranger Things to On and I said, give me this haircut, but make it look more feminine. Because he literally looked at this photo and he was like, Kirby, I cannot give you this hair. Like, I can't <laughs> do it. He's like... I can't do it because, you know, it's like kind of scraggly. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. like Eddie Munson has a perm. There's a wave to it. Yeah. And because I'm friends with Sarah Hinskel, the hair department head on Stranger Things, she sent me like all these behind the scenes photos that I haven't posted. And yeah. one of them is literally like every single angle of Eddie's wig. Yeah. So I showed him that. and He's like, I'll do a version of this, but I'm not going to give you 80s like Eddie Vedder rock star hair. It like goes against Ons aesthetic and brand totally he was like i i'm not gonna <laughs> let you walk out of here like that so i was like fair but i've been like begging this man to give me a similar haircut like i'm obsessed with steve perry from journey it's a version of a shag like shags one component of them is like they almost have like a mullet quality there are a lot of layers my hair is extra long my hair is down to my boobs because he put in a crap load of extensions for length but I feel like they look like they match my natural hair color really well. So I don't think a lot of people can tell. 
No. And the thing with when you have like long hair with a lot of layers is that there's like body to it. It just doesn't look as heavy, you know, it's long, but it looks like very natural. Yeah. And I haven't styled it on my own yet. Like I haven't washed it since I got the hair extensions. So I'm like scared. It's stressful. Stressful. And then you went and got your hair chopped off. Yeah. So it was like total opposite. I went to Sal, Sal Salcido, who always gives me my big, like major haircuts. And I was just like, I've been wearing my hair up for like the last month because I'm so tired of how long it and heavy it is. And I think I want to cut it. And he's like, okay, do you have any pictures? And I was like, no. <laughs> and he's like, do you know where you want it cut to? And I was like, maybe like my collarbone. Just the worst. Like when hairstylists complained about like clients coming in and being like, I don't know, what do you think? Like Sal's been cutting my hair for so long that I feel like he's like, okay, I get what you always kind of want. So he chopped off like six, it was like six inches. I was telling him how I just basically like, I don't have time to style my hair as much as I used to. So I want something that like I can like, you know, wash and like do a quick blowout or something and more like, you know, 90s than beachy wave. It looks like I have a lot of hair, like it's a lot of volume, but it's definitely like I'm still learning how to style it because it's giving like it's giving 90s for sure. Like it flips out at the end, which is cute. But then I'm like, I want to like flip it back. <laughs> no, lean in. No, I'm leaning into it. And it's nice to like, you know, be able to like, especially when it's so hot, have my hair, you know, not like suffocating my chest. But I forgot like actually how much more styling short hair is than long hair. Yeah, because you have to be able to like make it look a certain way. Yeah, like it's not like I got like an even bob where it's like I can wash and go. Like I have layers in it, which is what I wanted because I wanted more body and I want to be able to like have fun with it. But like it requires more styling, which is fine. It's fun. I, I, I have always loved like doing my hair, but word to all of you considering cutting your hair. It's a little bit more work. Yeah. I now just have oodles of hair. But see, it's like you like don't have to style that for a few days and it looks really good slept in, you know? It's it's definitely giving 80s something, but I really like it. It is. You're like 80s. I'm like 90s. We're nostalgia. That's what the children are doing. I'm making a video and I'm calling it the modern Munson. And I know people are going to be mad because they're like, that's just a shag, man. But I'm like, whatever, I don't care. I'm just going to call it that. It's different. Yeah, it's not like a traditional 70s shag. No, exactly. And it definitely is like inspired by. And I think the way that he styled it too, like it's a little bit straighter, the way that the waves bend. Yes. All right, let's talk about what is on Sarah's face. Have we talked about AF94 yet? No, but Halsey teased it. When Halsey was on the show... We asked them about why they named their brand About Face, and they said that they considered the name 94. The year in which Halsey was born. Yes. And they left it at that, and they said that something was coming, but they couldn't say much more. I was talking with Tynan from Smelly Later, another beauty editor. He and I are, like, always DMing each other. And he was like, I love the Halsey interview. Uh, what do we think 94 is? I thought it might be like a documentary or something. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a different project of some kind that did not have to do with makeup. Yes, 
Exactly. But then literally like a week after we get this press release that was embargoed, like there's something coming end of July. Mark your calendars. We're having a party. Halsey invites you to the launch of AF94. And we're like, what in the world? So tell everybody what AF94 is. Okay, so AF94 is Halsey's full color collection that exclusively launched at Walmart on July 25th. And everything is $10 and under, which is crazy. There's like, I don't even know how many SKUs there are. There's a ton. There's like 100 plus SKUs. It's insane. It's a lot of product. It's a ton of product. And, you know, it's definitely has the spirit about face, like colorful, really pigmented, encourages you to, you know, play with makeup um, that like, you know, discovery, joy, being an artist. I like sort of didn't know what to expect. I mean, I was like, okay, how is this going to be different from about face, you know, but it is very much like what Glossier tried to do with like Glossier play. Yes. But so much better and way more successful. (laughs) Sorry to Glossier. The products are so fun and so good. And like the formulas are actually great for $10 and under. Like so impressed. Like if I were in high school, I'd be all over this. So what are some of your favorite products? Yes. Okay. So stand out for me. And again, like all of it is like everything comes in like 20 different colors and like really bright colors, you know, really playful super pigmented. Of course, like for me, I like gravitated more towards the day-to-day stuff. So a product that I have been using a lot and love is the Playdate multi-use cheek and lip color. It's just a stick. And the color that I have been using is called Soft Smile. It's like a pink because I'm in my pink, pinky blush era. What's so funny is that at the event, I picked out the orange. It's so funny. We're switched. (laughs) We're switching. I picked out the orange called Saver and I haven't been able to test them yet. So I'm literally opening up mine as we speak. Hold on. I'm taking the plastic off of it. Okay. So it's a pretty hefty size. It definitely looks more of like a burnt orange. Oh, it's so pretty. And it's very glossy. It is. It's like a dewy cheek and lip stain. Oh yeah. And it's super blendable, forgiving. You know, obviously you could use it on your cheeks and your lips, put a little bit on your eye. Yeah. I freaking love it. It's kind of dewy, but then when you blend it in, it dries down. Yeah, it dries down. So it's not, you know, a glossy finish by any means. It doesn't move around on the face. It does not. And I feel like that's hard to achieve with an affordable, like, cheek lipstick, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they really lean into the 94 of it all. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the shades are definitely like more of these like 90s browns. Totally. And then they have these like really, really bright colors. Like I know they had several eyeliners that were like, there was like a yellow one. Like I really wanted to try that. But so I went to the event that they had. It was a carnival. So sad I missed it. Yeah, it was pretty fabulous. It was at Goya Studios in LA and they basically took over the entire studio and like their parking lot and turned it into a carnival. So fun. Walmart definitely blew this out for Halsey because there was all these games that you could play. There was like that slide that you put, you know, you get in like... The inflatable slide? No, it's like one of those slides that Oh, like the real ones. Oh, that you like sit on the... The blanket. Yep. 
there was a Ferris wheel, all kinds of food. Then you would go inside. There was like one of those like tilt-a-whirl things that you could spin around on, which was great. Um, and then they had this all these setups where you could go to these different vanities and like kind of test the products and then like pick which ones you wanted. I got there around, I don't know, eight o'clock or something. I don't even remember. I was there pretty early on and like a lot of the product was already gone. Oh, wow. Who was like invited beyond editors and press and influencers? I think it was just influencers and press, but there were a lot of people I did not like I did not know a lot of people there. Like TikTokers? Yeah. Like I'm mutuals with this guy named Colt on TikTok. His name is Gay Man with the Spray Tan. And he's basically like the Kardashian authority. He and I were both quoted in a story about Pete Davidson's spray tan for GQ. I was like leaving the actual studio. He was coming in. He was like, hey, Kirby, mutuals. And I'm like, okay, this is like how TikTok operates. It's like when you're mutuals and you're both following each other. Like, is that what you call it? Mutuals? Yeah, like your mutual friends. Because like I follow Kensington on TikTok and she and I follow each other. So like when she does close friends TikToks, like I can see them and other people can't. So does that mean like, and it more refers to people you're not really friends with in real life, but you're friends with on social media? Yeah, basically. But I was cracking up because I took our mutual friend, Carly, who does PR for Road and... We were like, oh, they're giving out like yellow wristbands to people 18 and younger. Wild times. Wild. Absolutely wild. I was like, you were not born when I was in high school. This is crazy. Which makes sense for the brand. 100%. And so I haven't really gotten to try a ton of the product yet, but I did meet Halsey finally, IRL. They were incredible. I honestly felt like a superstar. I'm not kidding. Because they're team was like, they really want to meet you. Like, don't leave. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. But when Halsey came around the corner, they were like, Kirby, oh my God, I'm so glad. And literally talked to me for 10 minutes. And then they were like, let's get photos. And when we started taking photos, everyone was taking pictures of us, like obviously because of them. But then I'm getting tagged on Instagram, like throughout the rest of the night of like TikTokers, like tagging me and Halsey in these photos. I was like, this is insane, but they look incredible. They're just like so genuinely them. No, really. And they did their own makeup. I like asked, I was like, makeup, you did it. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, duh. And I'm like, this looks like literally a professional editorial makeup artist did their makeup. It was, it was insane. Right. And to even have like the vision to do, you know, all of the graphic eye that she does. Like, it's just like, she really is like an artist. They went to Walmart and Walmart's like, yeah, 100%. And Sarah, this actually kind of ties into the discussion we had a few weeks ago about Walmart being like the top beauty retailer. I feel like I have to dial back my comments because somebody else brought this up too, but it's like, it's not just like the cool, fun makeup. Beauty is so much more than just like the stuff we see on TikTok, right? It's like, the everyday things that you're buying, like your hair products and your deodorant, maybe, and like all these other things. So, of course, of course, Walmart is going to be number one. They have the most stores. <laughs> and also literally everything else. Like you can go to Walmart and get everything. Groceries and everything's like, you know, affordable. You can literally get your like tires changed, pick up your medicine. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's just like so much. And I mean, as much as we love, you know, like Target... Like, it's just, 
there honestly are not as many as there are Walmarts across the country. I know, I know. And I do think that there is like a distinction between Target and Walmart. Like, I feel like there's even a little bit more prestige to Target. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think Walmart would 100% like agree to that. Like Walmart is trying to be like their number one is like being accessible to like everyone. Yeah. And like the corner store essentially like on drugs is Walmart. Target's a little bit more. It's not upscale, but it's still like so it's it's Target. They're a little bit more bougie. It's Target. Yeah. Did you ever have a super Walmart near you growing up? I don't think it was a super Walmart, but we did have a Walmart. Sarah, we had a Walmart. It was literally so small. Okay. This is an indication of how small it was. Like when it finally like moved across the highway to become a super Walmart, like when I was in high school, it was replaced with like a Hobby Lobby. Okay. So it was like, it was small. And then if we wanted to go to Super Walmart before Georgetown, Texas, where I grew up, got a Walmart, we had to drive to Round Rock, the next town over. Yes, there's a city called Round Rock in Texas. Shocker. We would go to the Super Walmart there. I went and bought NSYNC, no strings attached at midnight with my mom and my best friend, Jennifer, at Super Walmart in Round Rock at midnight, at midnight in the next town over. Okay. So like getting a Super Walmart was a very big deal. That's crazy. I think the Walmart next to me was a standard Walmart. It was like bougie Orange County. But it also was just like, I don't know. Yeah, it's always Walmart. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are. It's always Walmart. But anyways, I think that it was really smart, obviously, of Walmart to partner with Halsey and AF94. I just want to mention a few more products that I think are really good. You know, I'm not a matte lipstick girl, but if you are and you are looking for like a really long lasting super pigmented matte liquid lip, the Major Lee Matte is really good because I'm very influenced by the Barbie core that's happening. This here and now it's super pink, but it's like a really, really beautiful magenta and it looks so good. So they also have like a really pretty, like you were saying, because of like the 94 of all, like a lot of really like pretty browns. This one is the writing is so small. Like No, I literally was like, <laughs> I, am I going blind? I can't just a crush. I feel so old. I'm like bringing it away from my face. I'm like, just I know, I'm like <laughs> holding it farther from my face. Like, can I see this? I can't. <laughs> like, is this for me? Just a crush. It's a really pretty brown. And then the eye crayons are really fun. They're all, it's all so good. It's all so good. Congrats to Halsey. Halsey killed it. So if you haven't been able to try About Face and you want to kind of get a taste of, like About Face, I think has like very cool packaging right? It's like a very distinct part of About Face. AF94, obviously, completely different price point. I do think it scales younger. I think this is like an opportunity for like young girls and boys and non-binary friends to play and kind of understand like how makeup works without it being like a serious thing, like not trying to age you, but instead just trying to like have fun and be creative. But the packaging is generic. It looks like like a regular lip gloss product, a regular cheek, you know what I mean? Which isn't bad. It's just, yeah. No. And 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 you also know that like you're paying for product, not necessarily packaging. Exactly. Exactly. It is available in 2,900 different Walmarts across the country. And of course, on Walmart.com. The fact that there's 2,900 Walmarts is like, okay, duh. I don't think is all of the Walmarts. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so at all. Sam Walton over there busting out all those Walmarts in his legacy. Anyways, that's a good wife. Love it.
Okay, we have some news. We reported this last week. This is kind of like our last week tonight moment. Glossier is entering Sephora come 2023. They will be in certain Sephora stores in the United States and Canada. Sorry to our international friends. But you can also purchase it online. And the news, when it came out, there was a lot of fanfare. Sephora said that in terms of search on their site, Glossier is one of the top search brands that they do not currently carry. So this made the most sense for them. They said it. they had searches spiking up to 200% within the past year, which to everyone, ourselves included, are like, does anyone still talk about Glossier? Yes, people are talking about Glossier. This is like an interesting point because I posted about it and then there is a, an account on TikTok called Beauty Editor. She is Australian. And so she stitched my video reporting it and said, Australians, do we care? Because a lot of people in Australia, they have to use certain methods to get these products and pay like exorbitant amounts of money to ship and get them. And so her whole thing was like, if it's going to be available in Sephora's in like the United States and in Canada, like, could this mean it's coming to Australia at some point, which I feel like is probably inevitable. Once they scale the business, because right now I think the biggest hurdle, like for us, we're like, they haven't really launched anything recently that I got really excited about. You know what I mean? Like, I think that they do have these core products that have a cult following. Boy Brow. I love Body Hero. Body Hero is absolutely one of my favorite body care lines of all time. The Milky Jelly Cleanser is a big hit. Glossier U. I personally love the fragrance. I'm one of the people, one of the select few that I'm like, I do not understand how y'all like that fragrance at all. But to each their own, people are like, no, a lot of people are a lot of people are commenting like, no, I don't want everyone to smell like me. (laughs) But isn't the whole point of that, that it smells different on everyone? It smells different on everyone. Allegedly. Allegedly. Stretch concealer is incredible. Oh, cloud paint, of course. Mom.com. There's like so much. I'm sure that that is the intention. That is the strategy why Glossier teamed up with Sephora is to hopefully have this global reach because Sephora is a global retailer. But like you said, they got to figure it out first. Prove it. Well, I think, too, a lot of people are excited about this and a lot of people commented, you know, I don't think it's too late. Like a lot of people are like too little, too late. I'm like, I actually don't think so. I think that it's overdue. Yes, for sure. But I think it's like good timing. It's very good timing, especially since they're trying to pivot. They really wanted to be a tech company. I don't know why. As much as I think the people that created Glossier are brilliant, that never tracked to me. You are a beauty brand. You're not using AI to like develop your products. You are not a tech company. You are a consumer led company operate as such. And a lot of people are wondering if this is the end of like DTC. I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. I think that they really led the way. But I also think, too, like there is a benefit to partnering with retailer. Of course. It's like now if the casual beauty consumer goes into a Sephora and they're going to pick up their favorite items that they already love and want to replenish and then they happen to see Glossier, they're like, oh, I don't have to go through the whole thing of going on their website and shipping and all of that stuff just to see if it's product that I like or not. It's like easy discovery. You get people walking by who might want to be able to see it, you know, that haven't in the past. And they don't have to go to a Glossier store either because there's, even though they're still opening up brick and mortars around the country. They are opening one in DC, which I was like, really? Okay. Honestly, that whole strategy doesn't track for me at all. 
I don't understand it. It's like two different strategies happening at once. Yes. Yes. They need to like, I think, kill the brick and mortar thing. Like support the ones you have, but like don't keep opening more. Especially now that they're going to be in a Sephora, because obviously like the reason for opening these brick and mortars was so people could actually go in, touch, play, which they obviously like led that when, what was this like, what, four years ago, five years ago, everyone was like, oh my God, we have to be like Glossier and open up our own stores so all the youths can come hang out all day and play with our makeup. Like everyone, I think, has tried at least one or two Glossier products and like kind of knows what to expect. But also you'll be able to go into your local Sephora and try it. So yeah, I think like it doesn't make sense to me that they're still opening up these stores. It costs way more money now that there's like a new CEO too. Maybe she will be like, okay, we have enough experiential development going. We have the LA store, DC. London. Yeah. Put a cap in it, friends. Let Sephora do their job. Take it from here. Yes. So yeah, you'll be able to shop Glossier at Sephora 2023. Yes, beginning early 2023. We'd love to hear from you. Do you think this is a good idea? Do you think they should have gone with a different retailer? Do you think that this is a good thing for Glossier? And you think that this is only going to help establish them as like one of the top beauty brands in the world? I like kept thinking about, does this mean like Glossier is going to be like a legacy brand? I think Glossier will be a legacy brand. I think so too, which I think is exciting. I don't know. I'm into it. Like imagine if Glossier became like an Estee Lauder, Glossier ends up becoming the conglomerate and starts acquiring. Like, honestly, this could be their strategy. We love brands like Say, and we love brands like Tower 28 or whatever. We want to acquire you. Honestly, I feel like that's the next level for Glossier. They could easily do that because so many brands were all made and inspired by Glossier. If you are raising capital, I feel like the only reason to raise capital would be to reinvest it back in the company. And I think the only way to do that now is to start acquiring other brands to live under the Glossier conglomerate. We'll see. You heard it here first. Glossier, if you need my consulting services. <laughs> you can find us on intro. Okay, this is really interesting, Kirby. Tell me more because you're the one who wanted to talk about this bit of news. Okay, so I want to talk about this drama around this injector on TikTok. She makes videos where she talks about like different ways she injects people. And I honestly am not familiar with her. I'll be quite frank. Like I'd never even heard or seen this woman until this drama happened. But she took a photo of Natalia Dyer. Natalia Dyer is in Stranger Things. She plays Nancy. She looks incredible holding a gun. Like that's like her thing. Like anytime you see Nancy in a Stranger Things, she's wielding a gun and like killing a monster. You're just like, fuck yeah. Strong jawline. Very strong jawline. I watched a Vogue Get Ready With Me video on her. She seems absolutely lovely, like so delicate. Super cute. So petite. But she has a very strong masseter muscle. And she actually talks about it in the Vogue video where, you know, she does gua sha and she'll do massages and stuff around her jawline because like I think she said, I can't remember she said she grinds her teeth, but it's like she has a very strong masseter muscle. So she has kind of like a more square jawline. Beautiful. I love a square jawline. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it's just so distinct. So this injector was like, this is what I do to Natalia Dyer if she came to me. 
And she basically tells, I didn't even watch the video because I was like, fuck this. But she basically was like, I would inject, you know, her masseter. I would do this. And this is what she would look like after. And she like photoshopped a photo of Natalia Dyer. The after makes her look like a generic, like very soft, heart-shaped jawline where she just looks like a clone of like every single other person. Like there's no distinct personality or difference in her face. Also just completely different. She was like basically saying, I'm going to change your entire face shape, even though you never asked me. You don't know me and I don't know you. I'm just deciding to pick on you. So the nurse injector says, essentially, she takes the video down. She's like, I never meant to offend anyone, especially Natalia. You know, my job is to like give recommendations. And and so and I, I saw people stitching it going No, your job is to actually guide people that come to you for advice, not to just unsolicited tell people what you would do to somebody's face. And it made me actually think of this trend and this culture that we have built online, especially in the beauty community, of people critiquing other people unsolicited. I'm a so-and-so and and I'm going to judge so-and-so's beauty routine. Yes, skincare routine. Yeah, and tell everybody what they did wrong or what I would or wouldn't do. I always thought those videos were a little bizarre because I'm like, wow, like you have some balls to think that you even have the authority to tell people these things. Because fortunately, a lot of these videos are not being done by credentialed like dermatologists, even estheticians or even like professional makeup artists. Like I'm going to say this and I know that people are probably going to be upset, but there is a difference between being a licensed and or how should I put this? Like, I don't want to say working because I think working differentiates yourself. But like so many people on TikTok are like, I'm a celebrity makeup artist. Here's what I would and wouldn't do. And I'm not saying that I'm the end all of knowing who everybody is. There are people that are legitimate makeup artists that work on celebrities that you definitely know. If you're a beauty editor, you cover them regularly. They have been doing this for a while. They are established in their field. And that is because they have worked on like countless clients. They have the experience. And those people are never doing videos like that. If you're a working makeup artist, I'm not referring to you. I'm referring to the people who specifically call out that they are celebrity makeup artists. They're always the offenders. They're always the ones cutting in on a stitch, telling people that they're doing makeup the wrong way and there is not a right way to do makeup. It really is just arts and crafts for your face. There are some guidelines for sure that you can follow that can help you, but I found out sometimes the best way to find out a way a makeup product works best for me is to kind of buck the rule and try something different. Rule being in quotes. Try the, it's like putting powder on before my foundation. Helps me immensely. Spraying my face with Urban Decay All Nighter and then going in with my foundation helps me immensely. I really hate that like TikTok started this entire trend. Not just like I'm a celebrity makeup artist. I'm a beauty editor. I'm like, really, are you? No, I'm like, you're a beauty editor. (laughs) It's a small world. And Sarah and I are not saying that we are like the end all. It is a small world world. There's sometimes I'm like, are you a beauty editor? I'll look you up. Not a byline to be fucking found. I'm like, are you scamming people to get product? We've had that happen before. Are you just trying to like get in on this like trending, you know, like you're trying to go viral, end up on someone's for you page. Okay. 
I get that you have to play the game, but I just hate, like, I hate it. I hate when people start calling themselves things like that. I hate it too. You have to have some decorum if you are legitimate in your field. Like, that's what I was saying. Like, Ireland Baldwin, who I think we at this point just need Ireland to come on the podcast, okay? And she kind of said what I said. Let me play this TikTok. I have had my makeup done and I have been in the presence of some of the most famous celebrity makeup artists in the world since I was a little kid. Whether they were doing my mom's makeup, whether they were doing my makeup, whether I have been around many a celebrity makeup artist, okay? And I may not be a celebrity, but I know a celebrity when I see one. I know the difference between a celebrity and a not celebrity, celebrity, okay? Okay? There is a culture of makeup and beauty experts on TikTok who are so condescending and so absolutely fucking rude to people. I see some people stitch people who are just having a good time making a makeup tutorial and they stitch them and are like, well, here's the right way. Or people make videos that are like, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this. You're doing that. And I've seen so many videos from so many creators like this. And I'm sorry, but this has to be said. Just because you did a country singer's wife's makeup once or someone on Love Island's makeup once in Miami for an event, you are not a celebrity makeup artist. I don't know if anyone's ever said anything, but... There it is. I had to say it to you. Okay? There's a right way to be a supportive creator and educator, and there's a wrong way. Um, and you just need to be humbled. That's all. So what she essentially is saying, like, in, throughout the whole video, is she's like, oh, kind of what I said, honestly. She was just like, listen, I'm not a celebrity but I know who a celebrity makeup artist is. I know the key players that work on celebrities. You are not a celebrity makeup artist. And then you're stitching people, telling them what they're doing wrong with their makeup. Oh, I didn't know she did this. Oh, it's incredible. It's incredible. And I commented and I'm like, exactly. Because the people that are high enough in their fields aren't the ones that are like cutting in in a stitch, telling people what they're doing wrong with their makeup. Also, if you're not, that's fine, too feel free to comment to say, I'm a makeup artist or, you know, I love beauty and this is what, you know what I mean? But like, don't come at me when I didn't ask you for the help. Right, exactly. This is why everyone loves Emily Mariko and why she's so successful because she's never once been like, I'm a chef and like, let me teach you how to, like she, also she says nothing. <laughs> she's like, I'm not gonna say shit. I'm just gonna do what I wanna do. People just trying to like, hype themselves up by giving themselves these titles. I'm just like, enough. I love TikTok. Obviously, I talk about it religiously on this podcast, but I also think it's become the pick me platform. It's like if you are going to categorize this platform and who is on it, it's a bunch of pick me's. And don't get me wrong. There are legitimate experts on this platform, but they do not behave the way that the non-experts are behaving, pretending and masquerading like they're an actual expert. No, like they actually have the career experience to back up their claims. What is it? Is it like success is silent or something like that? Success like speaks for itself, right? Trust me, there's been parts of, of me when I do videos 
where I kind of feel like I need to say something like, hi, I'm Kirby. I'm a beauty reporter. Here's what you need to know, just so people know where the information is coming from, because we've talked about this, too. A lot of times people take information on TikTok as the gospel, and then they're like getting it from some random person who, again, is not qualified. You are a beauty reporter. Like, you can say that. No, but what I'm saying is, is like, part of me is like, I shouldn't have to. But then in the comments, I've noticed this recently. Because I don't identify who I am and what I do, in the comments, people love to question literally every single thing I say. And then I'll like respond to them and they're like, oh, I I thought you were just making an observation. I didn't realize you were like, actually, you actually knew what you were talking about. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think also for women on the platform, maybe you do have to kind of like state who you are and why you're why you have validity but okay fine fine but if you don't then do not offer up unsolicited advice especially if you were talking about the way someone looks yeah this whole thing was a fucking mess i'm embarrassed for this injector and honestly the craziest part sarah is this injector posted a photo of her before like her before photo and she looked exactly like natalia she had a very square jawline. I shit you not. She had the, the squarish jawline. I actually liked her before photo better because she looked different than every single other person on the planet. We're like, okay, you're projecting. You're projecting. No, truly. I'm like, take it somewhere else, sister. Oh, God. I hope that Natalia never saw that. Well, I'm sure she did at this point. Someone must have been like, did you see this bullshit on TikTok? And laughed it off because obviously she knows she's beautiful. Anyways, the too long didn't listen. Please do not under any circumstance. If you're listening to this, you know you're getting advice from us. That's your cross to bear. Okay. We're giving you (laughs) advice because you're listening to our podcast. But we're never going to be like cutting into somebody else's video or podcast and giving them unsolicited help, advice, even if it's well-meaning. This is a general rule for the internet. If they didn't ask for your opinion, don't give it to them. If you didn't like the video, scroll past. If you did like it, but you want to give a critique, don't critique. Just say, I loved this video. Thank you for sharing it. Move along. What a world. What a time. Operate the way you would in real life. Don't be an asshole. Okay. Don't be an asshole. That's that's the lesson of this episode. We're going to call this episode, don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Love to see it. Okay. Please enlighten me on, on REM beauty. Okay. So R.E.M. has released chapter four, which is called their out of body collection. This is Ariana Grande's makeup line. And I have to be honest, I mean, Kirby probably feels the same way. Like, haven't been super excited about like, I don't remember what chapter three was. I don't remember what chapter two was. I haven't tried a lot of her recent product launches because I haven't really been excited about it. So I sort of like skipped this pitch in my inbox because we have so many pitches. I'm sorry. And I missed it. Until the news came out that REM launched the Sweetener Concealer, they launched it in over 60 different colors. So it is a very pigmented formula that is a concealer. It's in a pot, which I don't know if you've seen it yet, Kirby, so different. And it's supposed to be super smooth, very hydrating, but 60 different shades. And it comes with like a white, white, white and a black shade. So you can kind of mix your own. Yes. So that is the intention so that you're able to, if you cannot find your shade in these 60 different colors, like be able to be like your own makeup artist and create your own, which is cool. 
They're $24 each and they will be available July 31st. So they are available now. Kirby, what do you think? What do you think about the shade range? Do you think we need 60 different shades? I don't know. I'll be honest. Like, again, I tried the first drop of REM and I actually liked some of the products and I did a video about it. I just feel like the tie to Ariana isn't there for me. So I kind of am just like, this is a Morphe brand, in my opinion. It's it's very, it's just Morphe with her as the face. She seems a little bit separated from it. Yeah. Which like, totally understand. She's like doing a million things. Not everyone is able to be like Halsey and like super committed and dedicated to their brand. Fine. But yeah, she definitely feels like this is very much a side project. Yeah, that's the vibe I get. And I was taken off of the REM pitches after I commented about them in the New York Times. So if that gives you guys any indication of what's going on. (laughs) So I I did not get this pitch. Um, I just saw it on social media. Shades, like the, the more the merrier. Why not? For me, I do think like 60 is a lot, but I do think that even with 40 shades, people still struggle to find their perfect shade. I need to look into this a little bit more because what I'm curious is, is like, I really like the fact that they brought like a white and a black into it. So you can kind of like be a little mix master, but I would be more interested if they like also provide like a yellow and a orange or red because like that helps with like undertones. So like if you get a product and you're like, oh, it needs to be a little bit more warm, you can add that or a little bit more cool tone, you can add that. Because like for a white and a black. Yeah, because it, it can't it can only do so much for a shade. Yes. Yes. But I like that. I do like that they offered it because I think that's different. It's unique. I do, too. Um, I'm looking on Twitter right now. Like I love the little um, sponge that comes with it. I do like that it's in a pot. I like that it's in a pot. I, it reminds me um, very much of stretch concealer pot or the NARS pot. Totally. So Kirby, what's interesting about this too is the ingredients in there. It's got ashwagandha in it, raspberry stem cells, hyaluronic acid, vitamin E. So it is like, you know, skincare ingredients in uh, makeup, which, you know, we talk about not being necessary, but interesting. Not necessary at all. I'm actually looking at a video on REM's Twitter right now. And the shades that I'm looking at actually look like color correcting shades. They don't look like shades that you would use necessarily to like match your actual skin tone, but more so to like brighten like the under eye. There's like a chocolate hue. There's one that's like super, it's like a peach color. There's one that's more of like an apricot color. Yeah, like they're really trying to address all of the different undertones. So like, for example, for one color, let's call this one rich, which is like the deepest shade, rich with neutral undertones, rich with warm red undertones, rich with neutral. Oh, that's warm rich. Then there's neutral rich. There's like cool undertones, peach undertones, warm undertones. Like they really tried to do it all. Yeah. And I'm looking the bright white shade is fair one. It says, blend with your current concealer to brighten or apply a dab directly to the skin for a pop of that ultimate bright highlight. I do like this. I think this is smart. And I do think maybe the 60 shades aren't necessarily to match your exact skin tone. Maybe it is really like they're providing like five or 10 shades strictly that are meant to be for like under eye brightening. And then the rest are meant to be like for actual concealing around the face. 
which would make sense. And I like that. I like that idea. So this is actually the only launch from them that even is like really remotely interesting to me. I know. That's why I was like, oops, sorry, I totally missed this. I'm really excited to try it. I probably have to buy mine. We're like randomly very similar shades. So I'll be like, I just need a few more. <laughs> but this will be available at Ulta. It will. It will be available at Ulta. I actually do want to go to Ulta soon and pick up some Morphe. <laughs> I know. I know. I want to pick up some Morphe lip liners because as much as I do like have some qualms with like, I think how Morphe runs their business, like relying on like a name or a face to like sell product. I a feel like these particular concealers are actually standalones that I'm like, this would be an interesting launch no matter who launched it. But B, I've been hearing incredible things about their lip liners. And you know, I'm a lip liner girl. And I think they're like less than $15. So I may be taking another trip. I have no business buying any more beauty products, but I literally, when I go to Ulta, I cannot help myself. So I'll report back. I have an order of business before we leave y'all today. I need y'all to message us, either email, send a voicemail, or get on social and tell Sarah and I what beauty products from Trader Joe's yes. y'all want us to try. Because what we're going to do is we're going to pick out three each and then for a month we're going to test them. So this is, episode probably won't come out until like later in you know, the summer, but we're going to test them and let y'all know our thoughts because we've been seeing the frenzy around Trader Joe's beauty. I personally did not think that that was super exciting, but y'all do. But there are so many dupes that they have that I had no idea. Like they have like a watermelon sleep mask dupe. Okay, wait, hold on. Did you hear that that's getting discontinued? Yes, which is pretty crazy. And I'm like, why? Why are you discontinuing it? They said that something new and exciting is coming. And I'm curious, why is Glow Recipe discontinuing their literal first skew? The first product they ever made? I don't know. We'll have to get the tea from Stevie Chong. But yes, no, I'm really excited about this challenge. So let us know what you guys want us to try. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 